Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Better relationships equal better sex. Sinclair Institute, the leader in sex education products for adults, has been saying it for over 20 years. I've seen some of their DVDs, and I highly recommend them. Find Sinclair's ad on my products page on my website, sexwithemily.com, and save 50% off any one item when you put in Emily50 at checkout. Enjoy the show. I promise your sex life will improve. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can listen to all of our podcasts, sign up for our mailing list, which you should do ASAP, like my Facebook page, Facebook, Twitter, Sex with Emily, all that stuff, and just check us out. Today's show, we have a special guest. It's Connor Habib. He has a sex and relationship advice show that appears weekly on Logo TV's new Now Next website. He's a writer, lecturer, and adult film actor. His writing has appeared in Salon.com, Reality Sandwich, The Dish, The Advocate, and many anthologies, including Best Sex Writing of 2013. His book on sex and culture will be published in early 2014. He lives in San Francisco where he runs a spirit... He lives in San Francisco where he runs a spirituality and science discussion group. You're a busy room. man, science discussion group. Hi, Connor. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for being here today. What's up? It's, I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited that you wrote and you wanted to come on the show and you're an adult film performer, writer. You kind of do it all. You're hot. <laughs> you got to check out this picture. We're going to post some of those pictures of you on yeah, my website. Yeah, just don't Google me at work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Google him at work. <laughs> Not safe for work. Um, but first, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about what you do. So, gay, gay, gay porn. Yes. Do you ever do straight porn? No. You can't. I, you wouldn't, right? <laughs> it's not Would that you? I can't, but no, I, you know, um, I was actually asked to do it once. Okay. But I've You're so cute. Thank I, you. Yeah. <laughs> but I've literally never had sex with a woman, so I didn't want my first time to be on camera. No. No. No, no, no. No one little, does. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. You'd be like, oh, not a good idea. Not even if you're getting paid. It's kind right. of embarrassing to have lose your virginity on camera. Right. Yeah. Okay, got it. It's so like that's... a frat prank or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. But that could actually be interesting, the yeah. gay man. I mean, but, but that's not what you do. So, <laughs> so what is it about? How do you prepare for a shoot? You know, um, I have to tell you, it like doesn't... you're naked. Like, I feel like I would tan a hundred times. I would... <laughs> You know, not eat for a month. Like, what do you do? <laughs> well, that that kind of preparation, sure. Like, you t- you get a tan and you go <laughs> you to the do gym that. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you go to the gym a lot. You eat well, and eating well can be kind of annoyingly restrictive. But you know, you do that um, to stay in shape. I'm not like you can see from you can see. I'm not like some huge, completely chiseled buff guy. So, you know, I'm more of just a normal guy who's in shape. Right. And so, like, I don't have to go completely 
crazy, but I also kind of have to work in some ways harder than those people who are right. just like gigantically buff and have gotten there. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. you must have other mad skills. <laughs> no, but you look fit to me, but Thanks. I don't know. So what's that like being on a porch? Did you know the people before you're having sex with them? No, you just get right into it. So you're just like, hi, nice to meet you. It's like any first day of work. And then... Yeah. If it's nice to meet them, you say that. No, it's right. always it's always nice to meet them. Yeah, you just show up. And I mean, sometimes they'll send you photos of the person that it's going to be. I mean, you usually know who it is before you show up. So right. you have some idea. Okay. Yeah. And you can watch their movies before you show up. Or right. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And are you in, have you ever been like, oh God, I don't want to have sex with this person today and I have to? Or... <laughs> well, only in the sense it's sort of like any job. Like some days you don't want to go in and some days you're totally fine with it. Right. You know, there are, there's never been someone I've been like, I don't want to have sex with. There have been some people who... Um, like they have kind of a bad attitude and that's more of a turn off like than the physical than any sort right. of physical thing what's their attitude like oh well just like I don't want to be here or too aloof or not friendly right. or whatever that doesn't happen very often I have to say but there are there have been a few instances of that and that's okay. uncomfortable because you're going to be having sex with that person for hours right exactly so. <laughs> for, literally I was on a porn set once like yeah. hours like at first you're like oh my god they're having sex and then you're like oh my god they're still having sex three hours go by <laughs> yeah, I'm like hungry. is someone going to come already yeah. or what? what's going to happen <laughs> totally um, but so do you um, how have you how does it affect your Sex life, like, do you feel like how long have you been doing adult films? Um, four, four years now, four okay. and a half. Maybe. And has it changed your attitude towards sex, like when you're with someone that you like, a partner or something? Yeah, if you're um, with someone that you like, I'll, I'll, can't. yes, I'll tell you how it's changed in a really awesome way, actually. So, like, okay. Maybe you can relate to this. Yeah. Have you ever been somewhere and like some dude walks walks into the bar or wherever you are and he's like totally sort of jacked and he has that like societally handsome like good looks and all yeah. that kind of stuff? Now, before I was in porn, I would like react to that. I'd be like, who's that? I would like what they call prairie dogging where you just sort of like stick your neck right. out and like look around. Now... I have no reaction to it at all because I get paid to have sex with people that look like that. So now I actually know who I'm really attracted to. Like all that societal stuff right. is just out of the way. So it's changed who you're... So what, what kind of guys are you attracted to? Um, <laughs> I like all sorts of guys. I don't really have a type. Um, there are certain features that I sometimes find myself attracted to. Like I like when guys are a little chubby. I know actually. you were saying menace. Sorry, yeah. menace. Yeah. Menace is this. Yeah, he's yeah, a little chubby, but he's losing weight right now. But he thinks menace is cute. Menace, don't lose that weight. Um, yeah. I, I like you know big ears that stick out. I kind of like that. Oh. Someone who's like a little goofy. Like I kind of like that. Not goofy, the character. You know, right? But, no, yeah. I know what you mean. Like yeah. not like classically good looking. Yeah, exactly. So did you have to learn like other? So, like, have you always just been really good at sex, or did you have to learn different tips, like different positions and things to be in porn? Yeah. Well, I mean, being good at sex is not the same as being good at porn. I mean, you should be good at exactly. sex. But it's, it, and people don't, I think you know, it's like people don't necessarily make that connection that being in, in porn is performative. And it so, is. like, it's actually kind of athletic, it's not mechanical. It's like, being able to play a sport really well is like, I'm going to get my body to do this thing. I'm going to think about it and not think about it at the same time. And right. I'm just going to perform, show up and do my best. That's what porn is like. It's like playing sports, basically. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So that's different skills than being good at sex, but I'm pretty good at sex, too. <laughs> I bet you are. I bet you are. How do you even try out for porn? Do they just have you on the set and then just do it and then they see if they like you and they... Yeah, I mean, you send in, often you just send in applications or, I mean, sometimes people are discovered, like that's sort right. of what 
people think happens, but usually more often than not now, people send in applications, which I think is really cool because um, it sort of gets rid of that image of people just sort of falling into porn or being sucked right. in or whatever. It's like now, for the most part, if you're in it, it's because you wanted to be in it, you applied, you like sent off your yeah. information, you really tried for it. You okay, know? that makes sense. Yeah. So what do you think about porn? Like you were saying that it's not, I mean, well, kind of, I was talking about it being a, what have you learned about sex? I don't think that porn is the best place for people to learn about sex. I always say that, that a lot of people watch, a lot of kids, young kids today, Mm. that's their first entree into sex is watching porn. And I feel like a lot of times, right, you're doing a shot because it visually looks pleasing on camera, but maybe it's not a position that necessarily feels good or yeah yeah i mean is this the sh- same in gay porn you think yeah i mean i think just for all porn like you shouldn't hold yourself up to the standard of porn right that people doesn't do though yeah totally and that's that's messed up but you can but you can learn a lot from porn you can get inspiration from it you can get turned on by it you can um try think of new positions and all that kind of stuff but to think to hold yourself up to the standard of it is wrong because we spend hours and hours to make, you know, a 20-minute scene. So, like, you don't see all the work that goes into right. all that positioning, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you can't... I mean, if you did that in real life every time you had sex, you'd be really bored. Really bored yeah. and exhausted. Yeah, and totally. sleeping all the time. That's <laughs> so true. What do you think about a lot of straight women liking gay porn? Yeah. What you, is that? What do you think so that's about? interesting to me. That just came up. Um, I just did a New Now Next show on that um, with a female gay porn director. So I asked her okay. for some help. And um, we, we sort of just came up with the fact that it's like when we watch porn, it's not that we want to see the kind of sex that we're having. Right. It's like certain visual cues like turn us on like you know how like certain spaces can turn you on or like someone dressed as like in a police officer's outfit can turn someone on or like a classroom like when you're um, because it's like relating to being turned on as like a horny teenager or whatever so it's like when we watch porn it's kind of the same thing so I think for women when they see two guys getting it on there's like some sort of cue there for them that's exciting I mean guys who are listening straight guys who are listening to this like you watch two chicks having sex two chicks right right? same thing right I mean in, in, in a way that's what they that's what they like a lot of guys watching it so I was thinking for a lot of our women listeners our female listeners and, and our male listeners who can write in and disagree if you don't agree with him. But I'd love to hear some oral sex tips. Menace <laughs> has this theory on the show that whenever I give oral sex tips, how to perform better oral sex than a man, he's like, only a gay man is going to know that because you don't know because you don't have a penis. <laughs> That's what he says to me. So what would you say are your like top three tips for performing like good oral sex um, okay. on a guy? Top, top three tips. Wow. Okay. So I think first is, I mean, guys love to be deep-throated. Like, that's just they the do, thing. They do, right? So, totally. So learn how to relax your throat. I mean, this is how like How do you that. learn? What do you, do you exercises? Yeah, like you just gym? do that classic. Usually gag reflex is more, I think, psychological it than is, physical. Right. You know, it's like you get anxious about choking, so you... But um, so you just teach yourself to uh, think about it differently as you're doing it. Like you just breathe through your nose. You make sure you're breathing. Yeah. So breathe as you get that all the way down your throat. (laughs) Um, I think the other thing is um, every guy is uh, every guy has a different part of like sensitivity like a different part of his penis is more it's sensitive it's true than others, right? right every guy like some people are like the tip some exactly. people are like the, the rim the perineum I mean the, not the perineum well and the perineum yeah. or the um 
frenulum on yeah. the penis. Anyway, so or right. even like even some guys like having their balls licked or like their right. taint licked more than they like having getting head. So yeah. I mean, I would say just pay attention to that. Like that's a huge tip that and people like talk about the mechanics of oral sex, but I think actually just paying attention to the response that right. you're getting from your partner. You is have to. Huge, huge. You have to pay attention. Yes. Right. That is such a good. That is a great tip, and we always talk about that on the show how. You just find yourself doing things and we're so in our own head, like trying to figure out, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? But we're not paying attention to our partner. It's like yeah. this one-way street and you should pay attention. Like, are they happy? Are totally. they breathing? Are they like, look excited? Are you yeah. are and they they, squirreling in pain? <laughs> Do you even know? Are they screaming? Right. Yeah. And I think like, because some guys, like if you suck on the head of their penis, right. it's so sensitive that they can't stand it. And other guys, they don't have as much feeling there. Right. So you want to find like where... They're the most sensitive. Yeah, totally listen to them. And I think that that it's like if you if you try to kiss everybody the same way, it's not going to go down. No, right. like it's you have not. to meet someone halfway, right? Because it's about their pleasure and yours. Exactly. Right? So that's tip number two, right? Tip important. number two. Um, tip number three. Let's see. <laughs> Sorry for you on the spot here, but I figured. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty simple. Is don't forget the balls, you know. But don't don't forget the family jewels, yeah. right? Yeah. But don't, but don't suck on them too hard like you're trying to, you know, because, again, you don't know how sensitive your partner right. is there. Wait, I have another tip, though, that's even better. Give me four. Okay. <laughs> Give me go. ten. It's going to go on a oral sex it. tip marathon. Okay. Which is um, when you're... When you're sucking, don't just like put it in your mouth. Like actually suck on it. Like as if you were suck. Like if you stick your thumb in your mouth and suck on your thumb. Okay. Uh -huh. Like that's why it's called sucking. It's not just called like putting it in your mouth. Like, right. Actually, like like suck on it, right. and that creates some um, pressure and some friction. But it's all lubed up because it's your spit is there, so right. that feels really really good. And while you're doing that, you can move your tongue around. While yes, you're doing that as yes, well. the yeah. tongue move around. Yeah, that's a good one. And what about hands? I am myself. I prefer hands free, both giving oh, and receiving. Okay, but but some guys usually like the hand. Now the thing is, I think guys that like the hand are often their partner isn't sucking hard enough when they have it in their mouth. So like the hand compensates for the lack of pressure. Oh, so if you sucked hard enough, then you won't. You're kind of falling back on your hand. Yes, totally. So if it's you, sort of a cop out. <laughs> for me, it's a, for right. me it's a little bit. But I actually think I think that like. To bring somebody to orgasm, right. yeah, a lot of times you need to use your hands. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. those are good tips. Yeah. I appreciate it. No problem. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. And then I was going to ask you, okay, so you also answer sex questions, as I do, for Logo, Yeah, correct? for their New Now Next website. Yes. New Now Next website. So what are the common sex questions that you get asked? Common sex questions. So I get a lot of stuff about people. I get lots and lots of questions about what it means when someone doesn't want to have sex with you, about rejection, about like um, anxiety, about um, sort of feeling abandoned by your partner, that right. kind of stuff. Do you get a lot of yeah, that? Yeah, I do. I do. Anxiety about being abandoned, that they're afraid someone's going to leave them. Yes. And yeah, I get some of those. Yeah. But also, what does it mean when someone doesn't want to have sex with me? What does it mean when I don't want to have sex with them? Because people think that. Um, like we're supposed to be on all the time, yeah, and, and it's just it's just Since not true. We're not, and also like we're not. We don't have to like every single moment of every sex act. Like it's not going to be totally perfect all the time. And once you let go of that, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Right, actually. absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I get asked, you know, about orgasm. Usually, it's um, 
it's usually like a lot of men, I would say lately, or it goes in trends. It, I mean, it goes, there's trends in our emails for some reason. I don't know uh-huh. if it's like what's going on in the ether, but like a lot of men are like, why won't my wife have sex with me? Yeah. Or why won't, so it's sort of the same thing. Like, yeah. why won't this person have sex with me anymore? And I think it's like mismatched libidos, things change, you get older, hormones, all those things. So there's so many different There's a lot reasons. of people not having sex. Yeah. It's <laughs> very right. sad. It's very sad. Or feeling it. bad, or maybe feeling bad about not getting sex and maybe like pronouncing it a little bit more than it is you know what I mean like and I, I think like something I get a lot is why won't my partner initiate sex right. um, and I, I've tried to answer that and it's like well why do you want your partner to be the one right. initiate? what is that saying about you exactly you know? yeah. you're insecure and feeling like you're the one who's always doing it why aren't they doing it back yeah I've, I've gotten that too I've gotten that from men who are like, you don't initiate. But I'm like, well, because you always do. So it's good. It's fine. But then people want to feel needed and they want to feel like you want them just as much as they want you. And then I get it. Yeah, totally. And I think, I, I think you are in a little bit of a different position. I try not to answer actual sexual health questions because I'm not, um, I'm not a sexual health, like, practitioner right. or whatever that whatever right. the actual title would right. be so um i always try to answer questions that are about perspectives about sex about what you're thinking about when you're in the bedroom what your feelings are like when it comes to love and sex and that sort of stuff because yeah, that's important those questions don't get answered enough i don't think no like, you're right yeah there a lot of people are just um confused by it and and um yeah that's good that you focus on that sexual i guess i focus on a little bit of everything yeah you do everything I guess so yeah Yeah. you're very promiscuous very promiscuous (laughs) I am so promiscuous now that I'm here in LA no I haven't done anything okay okay I want to look at one of your essays you're a prolific writer you've written a lot of stuff what's your what's your website real quick people can find you the the website for my writing is just connorabib wordpress.com so that's 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 and we'll have that on my website as well sexwithemily.com is where you should all go and check it out Talk to you about cruising rest areas. Did you cruise them yourself? <laughs> yep, that's that whole essay for Salon, um, which is because that's like a known thing. Does that still happen? People are oh yeah, totally. Um, so that yeah, so that's in Best Sex Writing 2013, and that um, that essay caused kind of a shitstorm. Really actually. good yeah, for I you. For, I wrote it for Salon, and people freaked out because there's this long tradition. I mean, it's been going on. For forever of like gay men meeting at rest areas in public places and having sex and it stems back to the time when gay people couldn't just have sex in their homes right so they went out but this is sort of cultural holdover and so i wrote this essay about like well what might be good about this instead of just thinking that's gross that's screwed up like what are the sort of um what can we empathize with not to say it's right or wrong right but what what can we see in this that um might tell us what it's like to be sexual people and right. sexual human beings. Yeah. And what did you what did you conclude with it? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the sort of honesty of an encounter. It's like, okay, so men have this huge desire to have sex all the time. Right. <laughs> like a lot of men, not all men. But so a lot of men. something a lot of the way society works is that um, sex isn't provided for them as much as they need it, as much as they want it. And so these sex, these rest areas, at least for men who are comfortable having sex with other men, I wouldn't say they all identify as being right. gay. They don't, right? There's a lot of people on the wedding rings, all that kind of right. stuff. Yeah. Low down, so down low. down low, that's right. <laughs> so, right. So you, so you show up and you show up, you meet someone in the middle of the woods, or you meet someone in literally. a private place, literally, and you have sex with them, and then you go back to your life. And so um, 
I think that those kinds of areas, those kinds of spaces, those places where people meet and have sex and then go their separate ways, there's something really honest about that in a weird way. It's like, huh. I mean, in some sense it's dishonest because those people right. are deceiving their wives right. and deceiving going their, home either way. And not being honest with themselves. showering first, yeah. Right. <laughs> right, but the encounter itself is really honest and it's like, I don't necessarily advocate having sex at rest areas, it can be fun, but I think like that kind of honesty about I'm here because I want you, you're here because you want me, we want sex, we have this need, we have this desire, let's do something about it. That could really bring something. But it's just like strangers, like you pull up and there's a guy and you're a guy. It's that Scott, the gay community is so different like that, (laughs) right? (laughs) You just pull up, like we don't need any whining and dining, you don't need any foreplay. Yeah. Like we're doing this Valentine's Day contest, like the fourteen days of foreplay, we're giving away stuff, we talk about foreplay ad nauseum on the show because it's important. But not for gay men as much. No, no. And I think not that it's not ever important, but really not it's important for sure, but it's not. It's there's also the understanding that sex, that sex with someone that you don't know very well, at least for right now, that's still like that's okay, you know. And when people are going through the whole HIV thing, like there was an epidemic that you know is dimmed right. a bit in the United States, at least it's like they. The, it still kept happening, but it was like, but be safe about it. Right. And so that, so it changed in that way. Now with gay marriage and now that gay relationships are getting a little more sort of standardized, it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. Exactly. You know? I think so too. What about monogamy in the gay community? <laughs> I think it's, I know I get a lot of What's crap for this. Yeah. I, I think it's impossible. <laughs> and I, then, <laughs> I, okay, really? Why? Yeah. I mean, I, okay. I, I think it's impossible being a heterosexual. So. <laughs> I think it's almost impossible being a heterosexual, but you have so much social pressure to do it. Exactly. That I think sometimes it keeps, it's sort of like, it's sort of like smoking pot. It's like, Everybody wants to do it, right? Well, not everybody. I don't right. smoke pot, but a lot, a lot of people want to do it, and people do it anyway, even though there are laws in place, not in California, right. but laws in place to tell you can't do it. But there are some people that will not do it because of the laws, but right. mostly that's not the case. I think right. the same thing for monogamy and straight people. It's like straight people don't really love monogamy. No. It's like it's torturous in a lot of ways. Yes. But I think the social structures sort of keep it in place for you guys. We don't have that as much, so it's even less common. And then the people who think they're being monogamous, I read all these sociological studies that said, no, they thought they were, but actually one partner was not being monogamous. Right, it's always like that. So how do you, why do they even agree to it then? You think a lot of the gay couples is because they feel like they society or they want (sighs) to... I think people don't like to, I mean, in general, same thing for straight people. We don't like to face our... We don't like to face the things that we're doing in a compulsive way. It's right. like, I think monogamy is great if you've made a real intentional decision to be monogamous. Right. And I think open relationships are great if you made an intentional decision to be monogamous. Right. But most people are monogamous because they're afraid they're going to lose their partner. And most people are open because they're afraid of commitment. Exactly. So we shouldn't be doing things out of fear. We should be doing the things that we actually want. Exactly. Like, yeah. you should no judgment on it. Like, you should just do what you want to do. Like, I've been yes. toying with, like, I have been in committed relationships, but I never, it never has felt right for me personally. Yeah. I've done it for a while, but then I'm like, I don't want to be with one person. Yeah. Like, I I think I should be a gay man in my next life or something. Well, and or I maybe think, in my previous life. 
Yeah, well, you kind of are. I think <laughs> I think that right. I think that the pressure on a woman to be monogamous is insane. Like I can't even. I know. I mean, with a guy, it's like, well, guys cheat, you know. But the attitude about women being monogamous, I cannot even understand how much pressure women must face. Yeah. And then if someone says something like you're saying, then you're sort of branded as like, well, she's not she's not relationship material. Right. She's yeah. not somebody I can totally. Do I'm not relationship material. Everyone, if any, you're listening, I'm definitely not relationship material. It's she so definitely true. is. You just have to appreciate her for who she is. Exactly. That's exactly it. So tell me about your book, Everything You're Not Supposed to Know About Sex. What am I not yeah. supposed to know? I thought I knew everything. Yeah. Well, that's the working title for my book that comes right. out uh, next year. Okay. Um, from Disinformation. And... Um, this is actually the first announcement I'm making. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I just got the just got the deal all sealed and everything. Um, so that book is about sort of cultural and historical stuff that you've never heard about sex and that you don't know. So it's not just stuff you could just look up on right. the internet. It's okay. Like, you have to do some scholarly work, which is what I'm doing to find it out. Like, why do people demonize masturbation? Where does that come from? Well, we just assume it's the church, but actually it has a much weirder origin. Oh, than really? That. Yeah. Which um, and there's a chapter about this guy who was friends with Abraham Lincoln who was in all the sex occult practices and stuff like that. That's not, uh, that's public record. It's not like some conspiracy right, theory right. or whatever. Um, what is the most searched for porn term in the what world? What is it? What is it? Oh. You'll be, you'll, I'll tell you this one. Okay. Because it's in somebody else's book, so I'm just taking the research. Yes. Gay, either. No, single, single oh. most searched for a term. It's either fisting or rimming. <laughs> no? For all porn? And uh, I don't know. No, You'll what is shot. it? Mom. Mom? What do you mean all porn people search for mom? So so MILF porn. MILF? But the so MILF porn is the highest search for porn, but the term mom and porn, like they're searched for together like more than anything. So people want to see moms like basically they want to see older women having sex. That's what's going on right now. And like really? the totally crazy. Well it's funny because I was just at the sex convention last week and they they were giving awards. It was the X Biz Awards. Do yeah, yeah, so you yeah. know about this? Yeah. And they had the MILF, the actress who won, who was like MILF of the year. And I was <laughs> laughing so hard. I was like, okay, there's yeah. the category of everything. I did not know that. Yeah. So there's a, there was all this research done on that by these two guys. Um, and uh, gosh, I'm doing them a disservice by citing the research and not remembering the okay. name of their book. But I think it's A Billion Wicked Thoughts is the name of the book. Um, I might be a little off on that, but the one, it's, it's Gadam, G-A-D-D-A-M, and Ogus, O-G-A-S. Okay. So they're, they're the names, so you can look it up. Good. But they did all this like research on internet searches for porn. And so that's to collect information about sex. Right. So that's that's what they came up so with. interesting. Yeah. Where do you get all your materials for research and stuff? Just online or? No, no. I read like, like 700 Scott. page books. Yeah. Oh about God. this kind of stuff. So I'm just, I'm deep in the work, you know, because a lot of it's, you know, I don't want to just do stuff that you can find on the internet. It's not, it's not fun for me then. Why would you buy a book? Right. No, know? that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm doing this for school. I'm getting my doctorate in March yeah. and I've got like a stack of books over there that I'm, that are like 700 pages that yeah, are hard yeah. to get through. They're hard. They're mind numbing. But it's important. It's totally. mind numbing, but it's like the real like sex stuff, like where it's happening. It's the real work for sure. It's it not is the real work. just it's what you can look easy. up on Wikipedia. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, so coming up, you're speaking at the MoMA? Where? I am speaking at MoMA PS1 on January 27th. In New York? In New York City. Okay. Um, so there's uh, an event, I was just, there's this big profile on me in this magazine called Badoon, and they have an event at MoMA um, 
and so I'm one of the speakers there. And so um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. What are you gonna talk about? I don't know yet. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm gonna talk about um, sex and spirituality because that's a big um, Focus those intersections. Of yours? Yeah, so how so with spirituality? Like, what do you mean sex? I mean, I know what sex and spirituality. Yeah. Means, but how does it with you? Well, for me, it's not like when most people say that they mean like the Kundalini or right. Kama Sutra. I'm not interested in that. I'm sort of interested more in or like tantric. Yeah, or yeah. And I think that stuff is cool, but that's not. It's like it's kind of been done you right. know so like for me it's like how how does sex intersect with um like spiritual different spiritual traditions different religions that kind of stuff and what can it tell us about the human spirit basically right. that's interesting oh right? that's really interesting yeah oh, okay yeah. i love it that's what you should talk about i think that's interesting <laughs> thanks well thank you is there anything else that you would like to add that we have not hit on i'm trying to think we uh covered a lot oh i oh before you leave yes. i have to give you a screaming o vibrating ring <laughs> awesome. okay i asked him when he came in i was like connor have you ever used one everyone should check out screaming o the coupon code is Emily, I believe. It's Emily. If yeah. you go to ScreamingGo.com or you go to my website. And they're vibrating rings and they're great. You, you've, if you've ever used a... I have cock rings. Right, yeah, you have cock sure. rings. But these cock rings are more like, well, they, they have like vibrations, which a lot... Have you ever used a vibrator um, or vibrating anything on your testicles or never no just a tongue a lot of <laughs> right a lot of people like the vibration i mean this is a lot of it's for straight couples too because it's got a vibrator on it so it hits yeah. the woman's clitoris but they That's also a, feel awesome really idea. good yeah. i've got so much stuff from screaming out so if you guys are interested screaming out makes every single kind of vibrating ring that exists on the planet and you can just go to screamingo.com or go to my website and check it out and i just want to say like this is like not a BS thing where she's just supporting. She's like, she's actually giving me one because I'm really excited to try it I know. Out. We're going my, never, yeah, yeah. Like, like my entire front room over there is filled with screaming out toys awesome. that I want to give away to you. Awesome. I want you to use them and maybe you could use them on a set or something. Yeah, if somebody, if someone lets me use one on a set and I like it, I would definitely, okay. I'll, I'll vibrate it. You'll vibrate it. And then I got another thing to talk to you about real quick before we go is masks. So yeah. the, the Listerine strips, I wish I had one on me, but they're like Listerine strips. But here's my question for you. As a porn star, would you ever, is there ever anyone's semen or penis that you don't like the taste of? <laughs> well, we don't really do that. Well, it's becoming more common, but the porn I do, I only use condoms, or... so we don't, I mean, we, we don't use condoms for oral sex, but we right. don't do a lot of oral cum shots. Right, right, so, right, right. Um, but we, we've been starting to do that, venture out in that area you a little bit more. You could try some. That could so, be... yeah, so is there anybody whose taste I don't like? Has or, it ever happened to you historically? Yeah, sometimes if people eat like a lot of jalapeno peppers, yes, like yes, yes, yeah. you're just eating papaya and pineapple, and there's all these things. Yeah. But these strips you put in your tongue, and they come in four flavors, and so it masks the taste of semen. Like some women, oh, in your for mouth. example, got it. You put it in your tongue, and you don't like like so. Then it's like the next time you perform oral sex at a guy, it'll taste like a milkshake or something. I think that's awesome because if there's something, I guys like to come in people's mouths yes they do yes they do just prohibit that just because like there's some sort of like gross factor because the weird thing about sex is like if you think about any of it it can all be gross if you want if if you think about it the wrong way so like you just gotta get into it and not worry about the gross and i don't care about semen i've never had any semen i've never like kicked any semen out of my bed but um (laughs) but 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 it's some women like for example and i'm sure there's some men who like will not perform oral sex because they don't like the taste so anyway that's one of those things 
So that's uh, what we got time for today, Connor. Thank you so much for being on the show. So awesome, and it's so great to be here. Oh, my God, it's so fun. And you can find all your information. You give it your website again, but we'll also have it at saxofemily.com. Okay, great. And uh, my show is is on New Now Next, so if you want to see that. New Now Next, okay. Yep. And you got your show, and then uh, Twitter, do you do Twitter? I do Twitter, it's just at Connor Habib, and I love talking to people through Twitter. I love Twitter so much because it's introduced me to so many great people. And oh, like, cool. Yeah, just, I, I love it, so okay, please keep good. in touch. Yeah. Follow you in there, and then you can follow me, Sex with Emily, on Twitter, it's at Sex with Emily. Facebook is, uh, Sex with Emily is my page. You can also email me, uh, yeah, so everyone, thanks for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Thanks for tuning in to Sex with Emily. One of the reasons you're able to listen to us for free is because of the incredible people at Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations is a sex-positive company based in San Francisco with an amazing website. I got my very first vibrator from Good Vibrations, so I hold a soft spot in my heart for them. They have a huge online store at goodvibes.com. You can find literally anything on there from toys to DVDs to games. Just click on the Good Vibrations banner at sexwithemily.com and enter GV Ship Emily for free shipping. So check it out. You'll help yourself and you'll help keep Sex with Emily free, just like it should be. Thanks for listening. I promise your sex life will improve.